to a zany edition of Talk Hard presented by Walk Softly Films. Zany because um, only two-thirds of us are here, so there's no telling where this thing's going to go. Uh, Todd Sheen, MIA, but uh, with me in studio, all the way down from Frankfort, Kentucky, Scott Stafford. In Casa de Martin. That's right. Martin Studios. Uh, Scott, any idea on the whereabouts of Todd Sheen tonight? Uh, I don't know if there are any MLS games that are on because usually he won't be torn away from them. I don't think. Did you know it. that? No. Yeah. I've never, literally, never heard him mention an MLS game. <laughs> He's crazy about it. <laughs> I'm not sure that that's true. He really is. I just didn't know if like he'd been sequestered back to Rio from no. all the all the turmoil he and Ryan Lochte caused down there, or. I, I don't know. Maybe he is in an MLS game. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know if they've tried to, to get him back down there, Lochte style or not. But <laughs> Well, if they did, I'm sure he'd go. He's, he's a man who likes to comply. So, um, <laughs> But we're going to do the best we can. We're going to push through without our big toe, uh, Todd Sheen. Um, we're going to get into some fall previews uh, for, for sure television. Maybe get into some the fall uh, film schedule, um, but first I got a couple of tales to tell you. I like tales. Yeah, tales from not our films, but from other films. <laughs> um, and we can update what we've been doing. Yeah, we can do, we can do a little a little peek into the yeah what we've been up to. Yeah. Okay, so uh, first tales that I want to tell though. Um, all right, so. Not, not hadn't been too long ago. A few episodes ago, uh, we were really hot and heavy. And when I say we, I mean me, was really hot and heavy on Burt Reynolds from Deliverance. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I think I picked him as the dude I would choose to look like if I could look like anybody for for six months. But uh, heard a good story on um, Howard Stern that Norm Macdonald to- told. Uh, earlier this week, and I wanted to just completely regurgitate it for you guys because it's really hilarious. And, Scott, you haven't heard it yet, right? No. Okay, so in the 70s, man, Burt Reynolds was considered the man's man. Like, <laughs> yeah. he he was the epitome. Even in Hollywood, it was like, Burt Reynolds is a man. So, of course, if you have that reputation, you're doing all your own stunts. You're, you're not fooling with stunt guys. You're not – so – they get to Deliverance, and Frankenheimer, the director, uh, they're, they're doing the scene with the 25-foot waterfall drop, right? So Frankenheimer tells Burt Reynolds, we're going to use a stunt double. And Burt ain't having it. He's like, no, no stunt double for me. I do my own stuff. And he's like, if you don't want a stunt double, then we'll just, you know, we'll put a dummy in the wooden canoe. We'll send it over the edge. He's like, Burt, Burt's not having it. Nope, I'm not doing it. Um so they'll go back and forth, because Frankenheimer's like, you know, this dude is maybe the hottest property in Hollywood right now. I can't send him over a waterfall uh, in a wooden canoe. But Bert is insistent that he does his own <laughs> stunt. So over the falls he goes in the wooden canoe. Wow. He said he remembers hitting his shoulder on a rock, bounced him into another one, and hit his head. Oh, and then he blacks out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. said he wakes up. The next thing he remembers is waking up. He's floating down the river. All his clothes have been completely torn off his body. He's <laughs> oh naked gosh. floating down the river. He blacks out again. And the next thing he remembers is waking up in the hospital. And Frankenheimer's there in the hospital, worried to death. And so Bert kind of gets his wits about him, and he, and he looks over at Frank, and he was like, um, okay, I, I realize why I'm here now. I, at least tell me, like, how did those things look in the dailies when you went back oh, and looked no. at them? And Frank said, it looked like a dummy going over a waterfall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it probably did. I thought that was a great, a great Burt Reynolds story. Yeah, that's a good line. (laughs) 
And true, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine it. And you could take that a couple different ways, too. Like, it looked like... It looked like the unanimated dummy just ragdolling it all the way down there, or it looked like an idiot who wouldn't, yeah. who refused to let somebody else do it for him. So, anyway, thought that was funny, and I wanted to share. Um, Man, I just saw Bert on, uh, like, a infomercial, basically, uh, internet version of an infomercial for the new Trans Am that, like, some company is making Trans Ams oh, yeah? out of. Yeah, they, I think they, they take maybe Camaros. And then mm-hmm. transform them into Trans Ams. Yeah, because they're basically the same thing. Yeah. And uh, it's the Bandit series, you know, so they got him to sign. Nice. Like, they only made 77 of them, and he signed, autographed them all. And so they went the day that he came to the factory, you know, they shot this thing with him. I don't He. I don't think he's got a lot of years left in him. Yeah, man, pretty rough. Oh, man. I haven't seen him in, Re- probably since Boogie Nights. Wasn't walking anywhere. Everywhere mm. they were wheeling him around in, in, like, a golf cart. And he's, yeah, I think he's... He's How old struggling. is he? He's up there. Yeah. He has to be up there. Probably in his 80s? Yeah, I'd yeah. say so. Um, oh, here's another one. This one might make you feel old. Oh, good. Let's play <laughs> Let's play. make let's, Alan feel old. I, I love this game. <laughs> so, do you remember uh, Tony Basil? Uh, hey, Mickey, you're so fine. Yes. You remember that yes. uh, the video and kind of mm-hmm. can picture what she looked like? You, right. Take, take a wild guess at how old Tony Basil is. All right, um, it won't be that wild because I'm going to try to calculate it. But okay. um, uh, let's see, that song had to be 30 years ago. I'm going to say she was in her early 20s, so I'll say 55. She's 72 years old. What? <laughs> yeah. How old was she when she recorded she that song? She must have been. Yeah, she up must, there. Yeah, up That's there. It's such a like. A pop uh-huh. sounding song. So, yeah. wow, 72. Mm-hmm. Good gracious. That's older than our parents. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it is. <laughs> wow. Um, all right, got got another another little tale to tell you. All right. Um, did you know that at one point, and, and this can maybe lead into a discussion, but did, did you know at one point, Chris Pratt, there was a warrant out for Chris Pratt's arrest? Have you heard that story? I haven't heard this in, uh, in Los Angeles. Okay, so he gets a small part in Strangers with Candy. Okay. And like he's just trying to get himself going. He gets a small part in Strangers with Candy. He convinces the people that are the studio and the producers and all that that he's act- he's living in New York so that they'll hire him. And he figures whatever they're paying me to do Strangers with Candy, I can spend on hotels and, and lodging and that kind of thing. And I'll, I'll hopefully I'll break even. And, but you know, this is a big opportunity. Well, he gets a certified letter saying you have to be back in Los Angeles. There's a warrant out for your arrest. If you don't, we're coming to coming to get you. I think it was over like 3000 bucks of unpaid insurance or something okay. like that. So it wasn't like he killed a guy right. or whatever, but like he basically lost money <laughs> to be in Strangers with Candy because then after having to fly back for a week and do yeah. the, the L.A. thing and then come back to New York. So I was going to ask you, that's a pretty, that's kind of a funny story too with him getting started and all that and just bad luck that he had to end up spending money to, to do something. So have you ever like, have you ever had to spend money? Like what's the most you've spent to do something that you thought would be an opportunity? Can you think of anything? No, nothing. I can't think of anything. I think, and that's probably well. I'll take that back. Cannonballs. Probably. I was good. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, there's yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah, because you you <laughs> spent some cash. There's <laughs> some money in that. Thing. Yeah. Uh, and we didn't want to ask anybody for any money. We did end up eventually asking some people that we're that we know fairly well who who floated us. Uh, Maybe a couple thousand, and uh, and that was the first thing we paid back. Although you know, it was years later from when they actually gave it to us, but um, yeah, there was there was a lot of my cash in that. Um, but not only cash, but you had to like as an avid comic book. Oh yeah, collector. That's right. You I had to get rid of some good stuff. <laughs> I got rid of everything I had, yeah. all of them. I had probably three or four long boxes. Uh, Silver Surfer number one was probably the best thing I had. Um, 
And yeah, that was that was a prized possession all through my middle school years. Absolutely. That was, <laughs> so yeah, to get our camera, they yeah. all went away, and they and I, you know, it wasn't that much cash that I got for those books either. To, but it was you know, it put a little dent in that in it. Yeah, that's for you and knowing you. That's a crazy amount of sacrifice. But at least we've had the same career trajectory as Chris Pratt. So <laughs> yeah. payoff yeah. for us too. What about you? I, this is a testament to how small of a risk taker I am. Right. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. But I, I can't, I, like, honestly, I can't think of anything that I'm mm-hmm. like sacrificed or, or just bit the bullet and said, I'm going to take this leap of faith. I can't think of anything. And that makes me sad. Yeah. And to get, you know, to get personal and kind of like that we did on that one show, like that might have something to do with the fact that, you know, you got to, you know, you got to take some risks, some big risks. Right. Yeah. To have the best chance of getting out there. You know, you might, you know, I'm sure there are people that took big risks and then screwed their families. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, it's tough. But that's one thing that I respect. Like, I always, like, I didn't think much of Walt Disney. Like, I knew of him and, wow, what he did was really impressive as mm-hmm. far as what he built. But... After kind of reading about him and, and, and hearing the story and, and getting to know more about what he did, I've got a lot of respect for that man. Like, yeah, he... Yeah. I mean, wow. He he uh, mortgaged everything he had on to make um, Snow White. If it tanks, he's done, period. Like, you know. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, and did the same thing to build Disneyland, I think. Everything that, that Snow White had made and, you know, and maybe... Something else, and and so if Disneyland had had fallen through, but yeah, he more than once. So at least those two times, everything he had, mm. he put it on the line because he, he was just, married with family. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah he, but he just believed in it so much. Yeah, you know. Wow. And uh, yeah, really like he. I mean, a really smart guy and and gutsy. And so yeah, I just kind of completely think of Walt Disney in a different way now because I mean you you. Because the only impression I had of him is like the you know stuff he would do on TV and mm. introducing you know and just yeah yeah exactly as a kid that's but, all you yeah. see of him but you don't really think of like you know the guy having just some major balls right on yeah him and, and like yeah <laughs> yeah and such a visionary too because yeah. doing stuff that nobody had ever done and mm-hmm. and investing basically his family's well being yeah on this this is gonna work yeah and so, back then he was I mean he was calling the shots it wasn't yeah. like some major studio system where you yeah. know he had a whole bunch of people like and he just signed the checks or whatever like you know all those first run of movies and you know uh mary poppins and all that stuff it's like he was heavily involved in making all those decisions and what they were going to make and stuff like that so yeah i got a ton of respect for people that can do that because that's always kind of been my excuse because i've mm-hmm. had i basically had a family yeah, of my own since absolutely. i was 18 years old and that's yeah. always been my excuse is i can't put their well-being on the line to mm-hmm. do something that i feel like could pay off but there's a possibility it won't like i've just never been willing to do that yeah and i think all three of us probably got started fairly like relatively early on families and mm-hmm. yeah there's something to be said for you know if you not jumping into that not being you know if you've got some aspirations mm-hmm. of really doing something you know yeah hold on like you don't need to you know like Take full advantage of those years to where you you can make you can get out on a limb, make a little hay, yeah, yeah, and 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 take some risks, yeah. and, and and live in somebody's you know crash in somebody's living room or whatever, right. you know, yeah. So, yep, cannot be overstated. Um, all right, so I also was going to run this by you, moving on a little bit. Um, I I haven't watched the. Uh, Civil War, Captain America Civil War. I haven't watched the the uh, director's commentary or anything on it, but I did hear a snippet of it um, where the Russos basically admitted that every bit of Black Panther in the movie where he's in his costume is CGI'd. Mm-hmm. Did you have any idea that, like, they said everything you... They said if he's, if he's jumping off a building, it's CGI. If he's fighting, it's CGI. If he's standing there staring at something it's every bit of it cgi did you have any inkling that that was the case it never it never crossed my mind if i had been looking for it 
maybe, but that you, that's a testament to how well it was mm-hmm. done is because it, it just never jumped out at you or right. at me at least. And, and like uh, that stuff usually does, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to catch more than most, mm-hmm. um, if it's distracting at all, but it wasn't distracting at all. <laughs> Excuse um, me. so yeah, that, that's, that's, uh, impressive. And, and you, <coughs> you were telling me right before the show started the reasoning for it. And then that made a lot of sense was just how free flowing that suit it moves so well Mm -hmm. like you know it's got the ease of movement and and yet it's it's really constrictive and like if you had actually built that suit it wouldn't move that way and then somebody would suffocate to death inside of it so yeah yeah that made a lot of sense and it's kind of funny that it was in the same like i didn't i didn't have any idea either that any of i mean obviously some of it's cgi because the like when he's running through traffic faster Mm -hmm. than cars that are speeding down the interstate (laughs) right but um I did. It, it's a testament to how good it is because, like, you can. It's obvious. Spider-Man is CGI. Yeah. From the beginning, from the time he comes yeah. on in costume, it is so, a little more obvious. Yeah. So the 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 uh, the Black Panther one was um, was really really well done. Did you buy the Did you buy the Blu-ray? I the have Captain not. Captain America Blu-ray. I have not. Have you? I didn't either. No. Will you? <sighs> It's possible if, like, at one point I I was of the mind that I'm just gonna I'm gonna own the Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah, in yeah. Blu-ray, and I've kind of gotten away from that a little bit. Yeah. Like, I think the last Blu-ray I bought was probably maybe Age of Ultron. Okay, but it might be the first Avengers. I don't even know if I own the Age of Ultron. I think I had the intention of it. Do you own them all up th- through? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, through. One of those two, but I can't and remember. And that's where which it stops. One. Right. Okay. So I've got, uh, I've got Iron Man, I've got mm-hmm. uh, First Avenger, Captain America, First mm-hmm. Avenger, which I would not have bought now. Yeah. <laughs> like that one's the one that shouldn't be in there. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't. It's not worthy um, of, of to be on the shelf. Uh, I've got the second Thor. Which hmm. for a lot of most people like the first Thor better, but when in the theater I liked the second one better. And it's, we went to see that in Paducah yeah. together, yeah. me, you, and Todd, uh-huh. and we all came away liking it quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, uh, I've got the Incredible Hulk, which I saw somebody disparage on online this week and said hmm. something like, you know, all the Marvel movies are great except for you know the Incredible Hulk stands out as not I'm like what I'm like no. Uh, to me, that's one of the ones that stands up, you know, will hold up as well as yeah. any of them. It's the one that I think is, is fun to watch, you know. I do repeated watchings on The Incredible Hulk mm-hmm. as much as any of them. Yeah. Um, if the Hulk's like, they, when a superhero movie comes out, like FX will just play superhero movies all day. Yeah. And if the Hulk's on, I'll turn it on yeah. and watch it. I and really enjoy that one. Saying that, as somebody who doesn't really like the Hulk as a character, yeah. I'll watch that movie. Like I thought it was good too. And I'll go I'll go Norton Hulk above Ruffalo Hulk. Yep. Not the CG, just the yeah, right. the Bruce Banner. Yeah, I'll the go way with he Norton. Play Banner, yeah. yeah. Um and I've got a Iron Man three, not Iron Man two. Hmm. I don't have Age of Ultron, I do have Avengers. So that gives you an idea of the ones that, that I've yeah. Did you ever have in your mind I'm gonna get them all, like when they come out? Yeah, when it yeah. first started, yeah. I thought yeah, I was definitely going to end up getting them all, or I at least hoped that they would all be that good mm-hmm. that I would. Do you not own Winter Soldier? I do, yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay. And you know, and that's that's you know might have my number the one number one spot in my heart right now. Yeah, you know, love that movie. Okay, yeah, I was going to be very surprised. If you yeah, yeah, I've got that one. It. Yeah, okay, good. Um, yeah, what? I wonder why we both just sort of fell off of. Eh, because they're not that, you know, they've yeah. got some clunkers that yeah. are, you know. I On my shelf, I want only the best of the best. Like, that, that wants, I want that shelf to be like, oh, you know, right. not to have anything that stands out as, you know, like, I want that, like, that's the, my curated collection right there that, like, you know, mm-hmm. that somebody could look at that and say, oh, this is what he loves. Mm-hmm. Not just, you know, this is okay, he'll pick it up out of the $5 bin and right, just because right. it's there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's the last? What's the last movie that you went to Walmart or to wherever you buy your Blu-rays? Mm-hmm. The last one that you said, and when it comes out, I'm going to get it. 
Um, maybe, yeah, probably Winter Soldier. That's been a while. Yeah, I think so. I think that was it. Was that 2015? 14? 14. Yeah, because I can remember the, also the day that we went to, we did double feature of Tron mm-hmm. and... Um, True Grit. True Grit, mm-hmm. yeah, and I said I'm going to get both of those. I mm-hmm. knew as soon as we were done watching it that I was going to get both of those. No Country for Old Men, but all those were before Winter mm-hmm. Soldier, yeah, so... Yep. I think Winter Soldier was the last one that I knew for sure as soon as I watched it. I think the last, and it wasn't a Marvel movie, but the, I think the last movie, I, the day it came out I knew I was going to get was Whiplash. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I, when we went to see that in the movie, um, we saw it with the, the, the dude that, uh, it was like five people in the theater. It was like an 11.30 a.m. showing at Fayette Mall. And... We went into Whiplash. Uh, I had zero expectations, and we saw it with the dude that was from Lexington, Kentucky, that season that was on MasterChef. <laughs> it was like me and me and my wife Christy and that guy and like two old people were in there watching, <laughs> watching it. And I actually like approached him after the, after the uh, the movie and said, "Man, I, th- I thought you should have went a little further." And you could tell he was thrilled to death. Somebody <laughs> yeah. recognized him from MasterChef. Well, if he was, you know, if he's at the movie solo, then yeah, I, yeah, I can imagine that. <laughs> yeah, and I can't remember his name now. I think it was like Stephen Yee or something like that. Uh-huh. But uh, um, yeah, but I did. I went and watched. I went and bought uh, Whiplash as soon as I could buy it, and I actually had to buy the DVD because I couldn't find the Blu-ray anywhere. Um, but I wanted it so bad that I, that I was willing to do that. So anyway, uh, let's let's take a quick break, and we will come back and do some fall previews for the fans. This is Talk Hard. Alright, during the break, we are going to remind everyone to all of our fans out there, please keep, uh, keep this talk hard train a rolling um you guys are doing a great job of subscribing to it and um sharing us on the social medias um feel free to to click on in there and rate us uh feel free to write a little review be creative let us know what you think more importantly let the world know what you think All right, everybody, welcome back to Talk Hard, presented by Walk Softly Films. Um, before we get to the fall previews, um, let's give them a little uh, peek behind the curtain of what's been going on at Walk Softly Films Compound these days. We spent last Saturday, well, you and Todd especially did, um, spent last Saturday uh, pretty much, what, 14 straight hours? 14 hours, minus lunch. We minus did take lunch. lunch break. Um in the edit bay working on, uh, I guess we're going to call it rural legend, rural. That's a really <laughs> yeah. hard word for me to say. <laughs> yeah. Rural yeah. legend. Rural legend. Uh, I'll spell it for those that didn't understand me. We, R-U-R-A-L. Maybe legend. we should have workshopped that title with, uh, <laughs> with the focus groups. Yeah, yeah but um, yeah, go ahead. If you if you want to kind of explain what went down and, and why it took you 14 hours behind the behind the desk to get some of that stuff done. Yeah, we uh, we'll save. We won't get into too much detail because I'd like to, you know, Todd to be able to talk about it. Right. So we'll just because it's his baby. Yeah, exactly. But you know, I I would just say, you know, you know, I come away impressed with you know this is Todd's first, you know, where he's from start to finish. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, he was in the edit chair, and uh, really liked what he did with it. And and I, you know. So basically what I did when I sat down was just some things that from my 16 years of experience, uh, I'm good with audio. So I went in, I went through and, and just did a lot of tweaking with that and getting all the levels mixed, um, basically, um, all the levels right, uh, tweaking a few sound effects here and there, adding a few things that it might have been missing. We did that together. Uh, he had a couple of effects shots that he wanted me to, to mess with. Um, and when I say effect shots, it was maybe taking some things out of a shot, uh, that had snuck in there. Uh, our man art had, had <laughs> snuck into a, a, yeah. a couple of shots. And you had the CGI Black Panther suit on him. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. And, 
so stuff like that, some some effect shots, a lot of audio work. I'm trying to think if there's anything else, if that was the bulk of it. It was because I really, as far as the, the edit goes and the sequencing, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't touch much of it. You know, Todd did a great job, and there were I did have a couple of suggestions that I, that I kind of um, – swapped around the way a couple things happened and uh, moved a couple pieces of one scene, swapped those, uh, and and he was on board with that, or at least he told me he was, because yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think he would tell me if he was. <laughs> if right, he was. right, yeah. So, um, no alphas in this group. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... It went. Everything went really well, and I think at the end of the you know that day, you know that night, I think we could have put it on a screen. Yeah, you know, I th- we, so I thought it was it was a good job by everybody and got a lot done. And uh, I think he still wants to do a couple things to it mm-hmm. and try a couple things. Uh, so we, you know, it's it's not locked down yet. Um, yeah, the the edit isn't locked, but. Uh, it, it could play in uh, an audience right now, and I, I think everybody would be pretty happy with it. Yeah, it looked it looks really good, um, and and the sound like you 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 nailed some of the sound. The, the music, Brandon Long did the music for us. Yeah, again. I really it's, liked that. It's stuff. great. Um, so we are really excited for you all to see it, but I'm really excited for Todd mm-hmm. um, for for people to get to see what he did. And we have it submitted right now into one film festival, our our uh, favorite film festival. River's Edge International Film Festival in Paducah. We are waiting to hear back from them. So uh, and the sandwich community in Paducah is waiting yes. to hear because yes. they know that about fifty bucks or so there is an economic spike. <laughs> yeah, when Waxholly Films comes into town in the in the sandwich district, um, for sure. So we'll keep you all updated on what's going on, and maybe when Todd can join us, uh, hopefully on the next podcast, we can get into it a little bit more. Um, if he wants to share any more of that with you all. Pins and needles in Lower Town, Paducah right That's now. That's right. We can't wait. And we're hoping if we can do that, not to spoil anything, and and, and hopefully I'm not speaking out of school here, but uh, we're hoping maybe we can do some podcasting down there um, at, the, uh, at the corner of the rivers. So that'll be fun. Yeah, really. I can't wait for that. Uh, do some interviews and, and some other things. So, um, all right, let's get to some fall previews. Let's start with the small screen. Uh, Exciting time of year. Yeah. A, a lot of new shows or a lot of shows that got picked up for, for another season. Um, I'm going to be quite frank. I do not watch a lot of network TV shows. Mm. Um, I, I'm basically, my TV viewing... That's not Netflix. Is uh, WWE professional wrestling and at this time of year football, uh-huh. um, and like not not your European football, American football. <laughs> um, so I like I don't have a lot to bring to the discussion on that. There are a couple shows that I'm ex- I, I kind of am willing to watch, and I think I'm going to try, but. Um, yeah, man, I think this is more your like. I think that you do yeah. more the network. I get on, I get into it a little bit. Yeah, um, and I but not a ton either because I try to avoid as much as I can because there's so much as we talked about in the past. Mm-hmm. Like this is kind of golden age of television, right? You know, and if you want to get soaked up and, and kill your entire week with TV, you could do it. Oh so, yeah. I don't want to watch shows that are pretty good because I think there's a ton of shows that are pretty good, mm-hmm. and and so I just stay away from them. And like you know, I, people constantly ask me, "Are you watching this? Are you watching that?" I'm like, nope, and right. I'm, not, I'm not going to. Because right. if I do, and and yeah, and I get into it, then I'm not going to invest in something that you know it's going to take more of my week away. So I, it takes something of where everybody's saying this mm-hmm. is the greatest, right? And which tends to be a lot of Netflix right now. Yeah. So I do watch a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Just finish and the good thing about goes. that is it's not appointment watching, right? Like, I mean, I know there's DVRs or whatever, but you can watch you can watch three or four episodes when you have a few hours, yeah, and then come back to it later. But uh, as opposed to well, eight o'clock on Friday night, I gotta I gotta sit down in front of the yeah. TV or whatever. But. Yeah, part of my part of my heart went away when Mad Men went off the air. Uh, right now, I'm watching. I do watch Halt and Catch Fire. It's pretty good. It's good. It's a good show. Is that network? Yeah, TV it's AMC. The, okay, know? and um, I, I give Marvel's Agents of Shield a chance every every year. Mm-hmm. Has that started back for this season? <sighs> yeah, last night actually. And Ghost Rider. 
Ghost Rider. But did he appear on the first episode? Yeah, they weren't yeah. fooling around. Oh, but <laughs> it was first <laughs> right scene, in. first episode. They, oh my goodness! Yeah, they knew they're. You can tell they know they're in trouble. Right. So yeah, how was it? Because I like Ghost Rider. I mean, I don't like Nick Cage Ghost Rider, but I like the character Ghost Rider from the comics. Like a lot of Marvel TV, I feel like it's a near miss. Hmm. Like it. It's you can it's like so close to being like man I can see where this would be cool but yet it's not quite. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really confused why they chose like you finally got Ghost Rider back and I was like kind of confused like and you, if you if you really want to kick the show in the butt and get it going like why are you doing this new guy his name's Robbie Reyes he's not he's not the character nick cage plays with that everybody knows that right it's a motorcycle yeah this, blaze johnny yeah, blaze exactly yeah and um so this is a, a hispanic guy named robbie reyes and like in la and he he drives a car he doesn't even drive a motorcycle so i'm like why are they why you know you're gonna bring ghost rider on but you're not gonna bring the one that everyone knows yeah you're not gonna you know, take advantage of the so i'm like why are they doing that and that didn't make sense to me but then I, the more i thought about it and I caught some images of the car, and I'm like, oh, the car looks pretty good. And then I saw some effect shots of like, you know, fire coming off the wheels. I'm like, that does look pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And and then it dawns on me, like, oh, okay, hold on now. Like, and I started to think of boy the way that they make that Ghost Rider look. He's not. He he doesn't have just the flaming skull, uh, hmm. like all the others do. It's a in the books, it's drawn as like a helmet. Like the guy has like a a skull helmet. Mm, Like a motorcycle helmet? Something like that. Yeah. And so when he turns into the Ghost Rider, it uses that helmet and Mm. transforms it the same way you know, it transforms like Hmm. the motorcycles in the past. And then in the and I'm like, well, okay, now that makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, then you don't have to use your cheap CBS or uh, ABC right you know, budget yeah, yeah. <laughs> that they always kind of half ass everything yeah and don't make it look the way that I was like okay this is really smart yeah because it's a helmet and then all you got to do is make fire come off you know because mm-hmm. it's got a hole like the in the book that it's got a hole like right in the middle of the forehead and then kind of on the ch- like where, where the mouth is like on the sides fire comes out of there I was like well that's smart because mm-hmm. now and then you can make that uh, mask look really cool and and not have to fool with you know because the, the effects are going to look like garbage if you're trying to like and and, and they don't they're not going to spend the money um and for that matter nobody's really done it that well even in feature films right that, you know it's hard to do yeah a guy with skull head yeah oh yeah so i was like this is really smart i changed my mind like this i get it and then and then the show comes out and they made it a skull head like so they the one thing that I thought was the advantage of having that dude so they tried to do yes, uh, they got, didn't even go for the helmet no oh man yeah and and so and it does it looks kind of goofy some angles look better than others definitely look a lot better than others but like some angles are just like man that looks dorky yeah. uh but anyway it watching the show last night it was you could see in certain scenes, like, that's kind of cool, but, man, it could be really cool if, you know, if they had better writers and if they yeah. had, you know, if they'd done this right and if they'd, man, this should have been in, like, the first or second season because mm-hmm. everybody's already checked out. Yeah, I did. I watched the first yeah. season and then never, never picked it back up. There's so many things that show should have been and could have been, and I just feel like it's too little too late, but I'll probably, I don't know if I'll, I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I might check, I'll check in on it yeah. now and then because, you know, it was on the edge. The Ghost Rider thing was on the edge of being cool, so yeah. I might check in here now and then. And supposedly they're they're going to be able to use like classic Inhumans this season also because mm-hmm. I think they've given up on that movie because I think that just kind of right. they, we're not talking about it. It just went away. Yeah. So they might try to slide some of that stuff in. And, mm-hmm. But again, as long as ABC's not really spending the money or having good writers, like you know, what's, it's you know, it's going to kind of stink anyway. Is it just too big a task to? for them to try to write around the movies? Because it almost seems like the movies come out and then yeah. the S.H.I.E.L.D. guys have to figure out how do we tie this in? Yeah. How do we make our show work now? Tie because, it in. Like, as and soon yet, as S.H.I.E.L.D. came out, then they the movies completely disbanded <laughs> right. S.H.I.E.L.D. It's like, yeah. well, crap. Right, yeah. There's a lot of that where it was like they were sold on 
it's all going to be connected and you know it's part of the cinematic universe and you know so here tie it to the movies and yet the movie guys are like but you can't do this or this or this or Mm. say that or use this or this or this and like yeah so how do you do those two things yeah they handcuffed them and they painted them in a corner at the same time right so i think last year they kind of said oh well screw it like like let's just go off in our corner and do our own thing and Mm -hmm. and they they should have come to that conclusion earlier or just yeah it's all kind of screwed up and i I don't like Jeff Loeb, who is the Kevin Feige of the TV. Mm. I don't like him. I, I don't, he was a writer, and I've never liked anything that he wrote. I just don't think he's like yeah. as bright as I think Kevin Feige is. I'm throwing shade on on <laughs> Jeff Loeb, but I'm sorry. It's okay. I, he needs it. <laughs> he needs to hear this. But he, yeah, he's in charge of the TV, and I, I'm just glad that at least the Netflix stuff is kind of good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and pretty I'm good. really excited about, speaking of the fall season, because I think it comes out pretty soon, doesn't it, Luke Cage? It's probably the, yeah, I'm yeah. probably most excited I'm about that. I'm very excited yeah. about Luke Cage. Uh-huh. That, those trailers are perfect. They are, they really are. Yeah. The music and everything, the trailers are perfect, so yeah. I hope the show is that good. Yeah, me too, I can't wait. If I mean, if it's anywhere close to Daredevil and Jessica Jones, like I have no doubt it's going to be good, because yeah. those two are so good. Yeah, Daredevil needs to be a lot better, but it's still good. Yeah. It's still, it keeps me watching every week, mm-hmm. it, you know, whereas... That's what Agents of Shield ought to be. It ought to be at least that good. Yeah, but and it should be. Yeah. Does DC do TV better than? Absolutely. Yeah. There's no weird. question. Yeah, yeah. I don't watch it. I don't either. But it's really it just popular. Seems like it's reviewed better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everybody's. Re- yeah, it, it. Nobody does it. That's all I see about DC TV is people glowing about it. Mm-hmm. You know, on a weekly basis, and how much people love Arrow and. I think they call it the Arrowverse on that the yeah. WB or CW whatever it's on, and yeah, uh, so Flash and now Supergirl mm-hmm. and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And there's like a new Agents of Justice or something coming out. Or yeah. What's it called? Something Justicey. I don't, I don't know. know. Great I don't research know. here. I, yeah, I don't pay too much attention to yeah. it. I just I'm like. But they are killing it on TV. They are, and the, like I don't. Uh, my girlfriend likes those shows. Hey, so I don't want to be. I don't want to bad mouth. Keep throwing that around. <laughs> Anytime I can say it, uh, <laughs> but I don't want to. I don't want to. So I don't want to trash those. But yeah. uh, but I haven't seen them. I've watched like you know a few minutes of Flash, and it seemed like maybe it was okay. But mm-hmm. there was one that I did watch uh, a decent amount of an episode of Age something of Tomorrow, Legends of Tomorrow, or yeah. something like that. And I, no, I don't think so. That sounds corny. But Brandon Routh is in it, and that's why I was watching. Uh, and he yeah. plays the Adam, and I still like him, man. I still yeah, think I he's good. Too. Yeah, I do too. Are you going, since she's invested in it, hey. are you going to watch them? Yeah, if that day comes. And okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. If she okay. wants me to watch those, I'll watch them. All right. Um, then then you can tell me if they're worth watching, and then I don't have to. <laughs> uh-huh. um, are there any... Like of the of the big four networks, is there anything new that caught your eye that you're like, um, I, you you watched a commercial for or, or saw a preview for, and you were like, um, mm. I might I might give that a shot. I have two. Okay, I that I'm gonna give that. a shot this year. I just saw today that I didn't know they were doing an Exorcist. Yeah, I did too. Um, so that that's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's I won't watch it because it's just not in my wheelhouse. But you know, we'll let Todd uh-huh. we'll let Todd watch that one and let us yeah. know how it is. What are the two you're looking at? Um. That uh, designated survivor mm-hmm. with uh, Kiefer. Did looks you did you watch Twenty Four? Were you a guy? Uh, I did not. Guy? Okay, me neither. No, never got into it. Um, my my brother in law TJ, yeah, uh, fan of the show by the way, but he <laughs> he really shout out. Yeah, shout out to TJ. Um, he really liked the Twenty Four um, shows, and he's got he's got good taste and stuff. So I'll go. I, I'll. Um, uh, clearly, I, yeah, right, exactly. Since <laughs> he's he's a loves fan, this show, he loves this show, and he loved Twenty Four, and so I can say it was a good show. I'll vicariously through him say okay. it was a success. But um, the premise of that show is is interesting, and so I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. to that. Um, and for those that aren't familiar, it's uh, like when they have these State of the Union addresses or whatever, then they they just randomly take somebody who's in the cabinet or, or in, in the, the administration. And they, I mean, it could be like the, the head of agriculture or whatever. And they put them in a mm-hmm. d- undisclosed location just in case something happens, like the whole capital blows up or whatever. And, and then this dude is running the show, mm-hmm. but he has no staff or anything. And that's what happens. Like Kiefer's Kiefer sitting in his sweatpants in this bunker and something happens. And then he's, he becomes president of the United States out of nowhere. Yeah. So. And but before like all you know, all the writers go crazy about how smart that idea is. Uh, 
Tom Clancy did that like 15, 20 years ago. So right, don't go crazy on what why nobody did that before because it's been done. Because it's been done. What which book was that? I'm thinking it was was the sum of all fears. That's what maybe I it was that it too. happened at the end of that book, and then in the next one he's president in it. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah, I'm thinking that's right. Yeah, I think that's right too. Um, the other one that I'm kind of interested in, and I think there's already been a couple of episodes, and I haven't watched them, but I can catch them online probably. Is uh, Son of Zorn looks funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind I'll of. I'll give Sudeikis a chance at anything. Kind of that um, Cartoon Network type mm-hmm. feel, right? Adult Swim sort of. You're meshing, yeah, mm-hmm. you're, yeah, because. It's live action with, and then, then Zorn right, is Zorn. animated, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, he, and he definitely has that Hanna Barbera feel to him, like exactly, all like He Man, and yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. That's those are the two uh, I'm looking forward to. And in the, um, I can't believe this got pushed through, and they're doing it. Can you believe they're making a 48 hours TV show? Oh. Like, is, it, is it 48 hours or is it... Um, no, Lethal Weapon. Lethal Sorry, Weapon, yeah. yeah. Can you believe they're doing... Because I saw 48 hours and I was like, are they doing 48 hours too? But it's that show where they like follow murder investigations oh, for 48 hours. Okay. It's the one that I was looking okay. at. So. But yeah, Lethal Weapon. Can you yeah. believe they're doing Lethal Weapon? It doesn't look awful to me. Yeah? Yeah, I won't watch it. Okay. <laughs> Just but, to be clear. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, I can. I, I feel like they did... If you're going to do it, I feel like they did a good job. I feel like it looks like that guy that they... Pick to play Riggs looks, mm-hmm. like, you know, he looks like he's probably pretty decent, and, and I think that's a good role for Wayans. So, yeah, I'm gonna make a prediction that it doesn't get past the first season. I, wait, really? Yeah. Not, I'm gonna say if Rush Hour did Rush Hour make it past, I think maybe it did. Yeah, yeah. so it, and uh, it's got to be better than Rush Hour. Yeah, so I'm gonna say it makes it at okay. least two. All right, well, <laughs> we need to think of a wager to put on that. Like, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll figure that out. Um, any, anything else that uh, TV wise that you're looking forward to? Uh, well, on the Son of Zorn thing, I'm not digging Sudeikis's voice mm. in that on that part. Yeah, to be honest, I, I don't you know I don't know I don't know that he was the right choice. Hmm. I don't know if I'm like it's not what he's doing with the voice. It's just him in general playing that maybe, character. Maybe yeah. yeah. I don't know if I, I'm exhausted on Sudeikis right now or what my deal is, but yeah, just mm. uh, it's not hitting me right, uh, and I don't think he's the right choice for it. Uh, anything else? No, I'm, I'm, yeah, that Luke Cage thing I'm really excited about, but yeah, nothing that I can think of off the top of my head. Narcos I was excited about. I've already finished it off. I haven't. Ever, I haven't. I haven't done Narcos yet. Yeah, worth doing then. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the first season was really good, and then I think the second season's even better, which I was surprised by yeah. that. Because, wow. yeah, yeah, I felt like, yeah, it was going to be – I thought they were going to – he was going to be dead by the end of the first season. I'm like, so what's what's left on – how can you do the second season with uh, Escobar? But mm. it's really good. Yeah. Okay. Wow. He's, he's – <laughs> He seems too likable, though. Like, you can't help but like right. the guy. And that's partly because the actor is so good. He's so good. The guy that plays Escobar is, and he he just makes him likable. He looks a lot like him. Yeah. 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 Um, what, we kind of hit on it a little bit, and I finally did get to finish it, but um, what did you think overall about Stranger Things? Since we're talking TV a little oh, bit. Oh, man. Uh, and I kind of want Todd to tell me what he thinks about it too, but overall, I, definitely thumbs up. Yeah, um, and it does a good job of hitting the '80s vibes, right? You know that it wanted to absolutely. And um, you know, you can nitpick a few things, like Lucas and how angry Lucas was mm-hmm. all the time, and just <laughs> super angry. Yeah. <laughs> And things like that that yeah. were that kind of served the story, but that I didn't get. But uh, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I and the kids are really good. The kids are great in general. Everything yeah. with the kids. And as soon as they would go off the screen, I was like, "No, I want to see them more." Right. Yeah. Um, Except Lucas, but that's not his fault. Right. Right. And whoever was telling him to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I actually even liked um, like the weird older brother and the and the yeah. the sister. I like. I thought that yeah that story. Line was pretty good yeah. too. I didn't like him. I just didn't like him on screen with Winona. <laughs> I was gonna bring up Winona. <laughs> oh, Winona! Winona killed that show for me. Uh, yeah, I'm there with you, man. Yeah, 
she overacted everything she did in that movie. I had this it wasn't discuss- good. Yeah, I had this discussion with somebody the other day, and yeah. they were t- sticking up for her. Mm. And no, I'm not feeling it, man. No, I didn't like her at all. No. Like she took me out of every scene she was in because I would just would roll my eyes, and it's like oh. I understand you're going for it, uh-huh. but it just feels forced and overdone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She there were definitely some scenes that were better than others. But golly, and and every scene with him and her, mm-hmm. man, I was picking up some vibe that those like <laughs> when they turned the camera off, those two were like going somewhere and like making out or something. Like there was just some weird energy between supposed son and Winona. It well, was they were they were not I working think we've well. Revealed enough about Winona <laughs> on this podcast to where that's not. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility, but. Um, I liked it. I lo- like like you. I like the vibe. I thought they kind of beat us over the head with some of the music sometimes. Like, yeah. okay, we get it. Yeah, it's yeah. the '80s. Uh-huh. I did really like box. that music, though. Yeah. Oh, the, the oh, theme music. Mean, yeah, but you're some of the, talking about okay the music they interjected at like weird, the soundtrack. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, gotcha. It's like it, it, that felt a little overdone for me. And I didn't. The last two episodes to me kind of fell apart. Yeah. Some. Um, I almost felt like they should have ended it quicker than they did Probably. if they were going to do a second season and knew it. And maybe they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I almost feel like they would have been better served with six episodes than eight. Um, mm-hmm. It almost felt like those last two or three episodes were stretched out a little too much and they kind of lost me a little bit besides but, Winona yeah. overdoing it all. Thank goodness they had the foresight to do eight rather than 13 or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, right. Or, yeah, because so. that could have been even worse. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I liked it overall. I'll look forward to the second season, but I don't think I was in love with it as much as everybody else is. Like, I looked yeah. at the top most po- the most popular shows right now and and stranger things is was number 1 on the list i sh- saw i think it was on tvguide.com and i was really surprised yeah. because and maybe it's just because there's not been a lot come out lately um and maybe that'll change over the next few weeks with all this new stuff coming up but i was really surprised cuz I, I don't think i loved it as much as everybody else yeah that poor kid man that <laughs> it was gone all season yeah and now it looks like season two might like he might be the one that's out of luck again. Or right. You know, like jeez. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Um. So we got. I think there were two. Uh, two movies that they're turning into TV shows. Um, with Lethal Weapon and Exorcist this year. Mm-hmm. Just I, I, this is. I mean, I'm I'm kind of putting you on the spot a little bit. Um. But are there any like. Movies that were turned into TV shows that you liked over over the last years, um, and I'll throw. I, did you know Dukes of Hazard was based on a movie? Because I didn't until today when I was doing some research. The Dukes of Hazard was based on a movie. Yeah, no, it was I mean like I knew the Moon Runners or something. Oh, that's like crazy. That. I mean, I knew they borrowed heavily and were heavily inspired by Smokey and the Bandit. Mm-hmm. And it was like coming off Smokey and the Bandit. They they wanted to do something like that real bad. That's what I'd always heard, but no, I'd never heard that. Yeah, I, I, I just saw that today, and it really surprised me. And I didn't, I didn't investigate it much further. And I saw it on Wikipedia, so it's got to be true. Um, there's nothing erroneous on on Wikipedia, but I'm gonna look up and see which movie that was based on. But did you? Was there anything else, like any other movies turned TV shows that you can think of that you that you actually watched? No, I mean nothing other than that in that episode that we did about. So movies to TV, yeah, yeah. Um, I watched um, Friday Night Lights. Uh-huh. I watched all those, okay. and and I watched that. I've whole never series. seen any of it. I've never seen the movie. I've never seen the show. Yeah, I watched both, and yeah. I like both um, quite a bit. Um, I tried Buffy the Vampire Slayer for a while. Oh yeah, because I liked, and I think at one point you kind of oh. had a crush on Sarah <laughs> oh, Michelle yeah. Gellar a little bit I too. Oh uh, yeah. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, in the year ninety nine ish, I was yeah, yeah, I was pretty smitten with Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I like and, and it's very loosely based, but I really like the show Parenthood. Um, the one with uh, Craig T. Nelson. Yeah. Did you watch that no. ever? Uh uh-uh. It's a good show. Um, and then obviously, like I, I guess, if you want to make the stretch that Daredevil was a movie and not oh, a TV yeah. show, yeah. like I've I've enjoyed that. But yeah, um, nineteen seventy five. Action comedy Moonrunners is what the wow. Dukes of Hazard was was based off Crazy. of. Yeah, Uncle Jesse is uh is the carryover. Get out. Yeah, so I didn't know that till today. How about that? Did, um, 
Uncle Jesse didn't play. It wasn't the same. I don't think okay. it was the same dude. It was 1975. Um, let me see who played Uncle Jesse. Uh, no, it was... And maybe it was Arthur Honeycutt. That's not no, the same dude. Uh-uh. No. So, uh, just the character carried over. But anyway... Um, we'll have to do a whole show on Dukes of Hazard someday. Yeah. And maybe we could watch... Maybe we could look up and watch Moonrunners. Yeah. First, too, and see what we yeah. think about how how accurately based it is. Um, so anyway, I think that wraps up our TV preview pretty well. Um, and you have a hard out, so maybe we ought to cut this thing real quick. That sounds perfect. Okay, let's uh, let's get on out of here then. Um, if you guys have any suggestions on some TV shows we should check out, we're willing to listen. Um, not promising anything, because our, our time's very <laughs> yeah. valuable. Yeah. But... Uh, if if there's something that's coming on that you like or whatever, um, another another show that has been picked up for another season that I love is Modern Family. Um, those guys just keep on clicking, man. That show's great. Those writers, it's so smart. So, um, Mystery Science Theater is coming back sometime. Yeah, yeah, for a few I'm not, episodes. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure when that starts. Yeah, but, uh, they had a huge crowdfunding success to get it get it back yeah, on the Sophie air. Sophie and so. I just started tearing through some old ones. She's a fan. Where can you find those? Amazon, okay, uh, Prime, and all that. Stuff. Okay, yeah. okay, good deal. A few deal. of them, I think, are, are Prime, and the others are rentable. Because they were on Netflix for a while, and they took okay. all of them off. Yeah, um, much to my dismay. So, okay, Amazon Prime then. But uh, yeah, send us your suggestions, and uh, maybe we can get Todd back from Brazil, and we can do a fall movie preview next episode. Um, also, I think we're going to hit on a topic that Todd brought up about um, good. Songs from bad movies and bad songs from good movies. Is, can we find any? Yeah. We'll, we'll see. To, you'll have to tune in. <laughs> That's what they call a tease. So we're going to get out of here. Thanks for listening. Uh, keep keep sharing us. Keep subscribing. Uh, for Scott Stafford, this is Alan Martin reminding you to walk softly and talk hard. Well, I hope you come see me in the movie. And I know that you are plainly see. Biggest fool that's ever hit the big time And all I gotta do is act naturally